0: Welcome to the podcast Let the Prophet Speak. Today we will continue with our study of the book of Shmuel, that is the Shmuel Aleph, this book of Samuel, the first book of Samuel. And uh, we will be studying chapter four today. Uh, we completed chapter three, uh, learning of the um, inauguration of a new prophet, the prophet Samuel who uh, was studying un- and being raised by Eli the high priest, in the tabernacle in Shiloh. We learned of the corruption and oppressive regime of Eli's sons, Khafmi and Pinchas, and their family. We learned how Eli, um was not um, able or not willing, or more likely just chose to turn a blind eye, for the most part, to his children's behavior, and... The uh, how and and during all of this corruption, we learned of how they, because of their behavior and oppression, they turned the people's hearts away from God. And however, despite all of that that bleak news, we also heard of the um, the growth of Shmuel. How Shmuel had had, God had appeared to him, and how he had started his relate his. he started to prophecy and he started to teach the people the proper path. Now, in the next few chapters, we are going to learn of the demise and the end of of the family of Aili's reign over the people, and the demise of the two sons of Aili and the demise of Aili himself. We're gonna I'm giving you a little heads up as to what's to come, and eventually the. Um, Uh, we will learn of how Shmuel took over the leadership and started to bring the people back towards God. Now, one of the things that the the underlying theme of the next few chapters that I really want to point out and I want you to pay attention to is the theme and the idea of of not venerating objects, right? In other words, uh, the idea that that a, a form, a, a an object, a statue, is not something that has any inherent power or any inherent holiness. And this goes for objects that are supposed to represent idols, uh, um, but it even goes for objects that are supposed to represent uh, more holy things, such as the Ark of the Covenant. The story of the Ark, which we're about to read, is going to bring that out. Now, under the leadership of Eli and the and the leadership of Chofni and Pinchas, the people were of the idea that the Ark was somehow, you know, godly, had some power in it of itself, that the object itself had some power, as opposed to the fact that, you know, that it was um, just a representation of. If anything of of a spiritual idea, but remember the ark was supposed to be placed in the Holy of Holies and no one is supposed to see it It's supposed to be hidden away because God does not want us to worship objects God does not want us to assume and think and believe and live our lives as if objects had any power Objects have no power and this is going to be the lesson of the next few chapters that both a lesson for the Jewish people not to put their faith in things, but rather in God himself and a a lesson to the Gentile people in this case, the Philistines, not to uh, think that their gods have any power that their gods, uh, you know, that the statues that they worship and believe in have any power. Um, there's several, there's other ways people, a lot of people read this as if the it's trying to teach you that the Ark was somehow more powerful than the Philistine idols. But, and you'll see what I mean as we go through this, but that's a huge, huge mistake because we will find that it is God that's running the show. And the point of these chapters is to demonstrate that it is God, only God that runs the show. And to the extent that you put your faith in, in objects, whether it's the Ark or the Statues of, of 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 pagan gods. Um, regardless of which object it is you put your faith in, ultimately you're going to end meeting with destruction. The only path, and the path that Shmuel is going to teach us after all of the destruction that we're going to read about in the next few chapters, the only path is the path of believing in God Himself, and in trusting in God Himself, and in serving God Himself. By living the kind of life that God wants us to live, this is the basics of ethical monotheism. That is the message of the entire Torah. Which and and as we read through the prophets, we see this message developing further and further and further, and getting more deeply um, explained and more deeply expressed by each successive prophet as we go through the prophets. And Shmuel, of course, was a major one in this. In this. Um, Direction. So Shmuel In the first verse, we're reminded, first verse of this chapter, we're reminded that the word of Shmuel was out, uh, was going towards all of all of Israel. All of Israel heard the word of Shmuel, Shmuel's teachings were beginning to spread. However, we're going to put Shmuel aside for the rest of the chapter. Shmuel is there. We're reminded that he's there. However, the people are still being led by, by Eli and his son's family, by Yetzirah Yisrael, and the people of Israel went to encounter the Philistines. Uh, this is uh, the, the, the encounters between the Israelites and the Philistines already started in the book of Judges. We heard about their encounters, and these wars will continue until uh, until several generations into the future. Now, um, uh, so they set out to uh, wage war against the Philistines. La milchama, al and they camped at the evan ha'azer, the stone. Uh, literally, ha'azer means of the help. That this, as if this stone, again emphasizing that idea that the people believed that there was some kind of power in this stone that was going to somehow help them. It doesn't specify exactly what the stone was. But regardless, it was the, the the stone that would somehow help them. And the, the Philistines camped in Afeq. The Philistines um, had set, were people that came via the sea. They were known as sea people. Um, they had come, uh, we now know from archaeological evidence and even genetic evidence, that the Philistines originated in, um, in, in the European uh, areas uh, bordering on the Mediterranean, so from Greece uh, and the uh, Iberian Peninsula, other places. Uh, and Eur- So they were essentially Europeans who had come across the Mediterranean by ship, settled and eventually settled in five towns, five main towns, which we're going to read about uh, uh, along the uh, southern coast of what's now modern Israel and, and Gaza. And those five towns were Gaza, Gaza. Um, Uh, Ashdod, Ashkelon, Ekron, and Gat. Uh, Some of the, many of these are familiar names even today. Ashdod, Ashkelon, and Gaza are still towns uh, that are roughly at the same locations that the Philistines had settled back then. Ashdod and Ashkelon in Israel, Gaza and the Gaza Strip, and um, (coughs) and Ekron and Gat are Gat is a town in Israel today, but it's probably not at the same location. Um, archaeologically, got has been identified um, uh, somewhere else, uh, and, and Ekron is also um, is a little bit harder to identify, but so on. And regardless, those were the five towns. The Philistines were living there, and they were starting to encounter and move more inward and, and get into uh, these uh, battles with the people of Israel who are settled more farther inland. And the Philistines, arrayed themselves in battle against the people of Israel. And the uh, battle was fought. And the people of Israel were struck down in front of the Philistines. Remember, they were camped at this Eben Ho'ezer, the stone that was somehow going to help them. But it obviously didn't help them. And they were struck down in in the battle, in the formations of battle. Approximately 4,000 soldiers were killed. So this was a terrible defeat. So They came back to their base camp. And the elders of Israel said, Why did God um, strike us down before the Philistines? So, and then their answer is very telling. Instead of thinking we should, we should, uh, we should pray, we should fast, we should improve our ways, we should uh, improve our lives, improve who we are in order to gain the favor of God. Rather, let's do something else. We need more magical powers. Let us take to us from Shiloh, where the tabernacle was, at our own Brit Adonai, the Ark of the Covenant of God, and He. Meaning, he, God, will come among us because um, uh, because we now have the ark. V'yoshienu and he will save us. This he also could be referring to the ark itself. But either way, they think that somehow they will be saved from their enemies because they have the ark with them. That somehow the presence of the ark was going to ma- magically save them. So, Shiloh the people sent uh, uh, messengers they sent a delegation to Shiloh and they carried from there the ark of the covenant of God it's the God Lord of Hosts Yosheva the one who resides between among the cherubs um, the cherubs being the 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 um, angelic uh, figures that that stood atop the ark the shnevenay Eli, and there at Shiloh, uh, when they went, uh, when they carried it, they 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 took the the two sons of Eli. were taken in Maron, own They they accompanied with the Ark of the Covenant of God, Chavni and Pinchas, the two sons, Chavni and Pinchas, who were the. Um, Corrupt guys who we uh read about before via he and it was when the Ark of the Covenant of God came to the camp via Israel through and the uh, all of Israel were were made a tremendous amount of noise and celebration a great great call or shouting, and the land uh, was uh uh um Resonated with, with this tremendous amount of of sound, of noise and the celebration that the people made. So the people were in tremendous awe. Now we have God with us. The Philistines heard all of this sound. They said, What is this sound, this tremendous noise that is coming from the camp of the Hebrews? And they knew, so and then they found out. So someone told them, the Ark of God has come to the camp. Now remember, the Philistines were just as superstitious as the people of Israel. Uh, who was more superstitious? Who knows? But um, so now they're scared too. This is verse seven. The Philistines were afraid because they said, God has come to the camp. And they said, Woe is to us. We didn't have this last time and the time before that and previous times. Um, we didn't have the, their God with them. So immediately the Philistines identified the, the Ark with God. Just as the Jews said, God is the one who resides among the cherubs and therefore now we have God with us. As if the way of bringing God was to bring this object so the Philistines continued in verse eight. who woe is to us? Mi'atzele, who's going to save us? Mi'ad ho Elohim, ho Adirim, ho elef, from this great and powerful God, Elyahim ho Elohim. This is the God Hamakim et Mitzrayim, and they're saying God in the plural language, as if this God is powerful like many gods. Um, that his, this is the one who who um, who struck the Egyptians down, bechol makkah, with all kinds of 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 plagues by Midbar in the wilderness. We know the plagues uh, from the Exodus uh, story were they were well known around the world and it was well known that the Israelites, God struck the Egyptians and, took the, and freed the Israelites from Egypt. This is something the Philistines would have known very well about. And therefore, now they're thinking, uh-oh, their God is with them. Now we're, we're in deep trouble. His chazku, but their reaction was not to run and flee. Rather, their reaction was to strengthen themselves. Let's get, be strong. You should be like men, you Philistines. That's what they said to each other. Penta Abdullah Ibrim, because don't, we, don't, we're afraid that you're going to end up becoming subservient to the Hebrews. Kasher Abdullah just like um, they were subservient to us. They're going to take revenge and do that to, uh, to us now. Be act like men, and fight strong. Be men and fight strong. And then what happened? the Philistines waged war Israel, and they struck down the Israelites ishla and the people of Israel all ran back home. They 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 retreated and and ran helter skelter back to their homes. Um, and, and ran from the battle. Batihamakah Hagidola, Gidola and the 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 um, defeat of the people of Israel was tremendous. Vayipolmi Israel, and of the Israelite soldiers there died Shloshim Melifragli. Thirty thousand foot soldiers had passed away from this. Varon Elohim, and the Ark of God, Nilkach, was taken captive. Ushnevene Eli and the two sons of Eli who were accompanying the Ark, Mesu, were put to death. Chafni and Pinchas, those were Chafni and Pinchas. Now I'm going to stop here um, uh, at the end of this disaster, but remember the story here is being the first they had faith in Iraq didn't help, right? In fact, they got punished, right? And then they had faith in the Ark of God and in terms of its use in battle, it was even worse than the rock. Certainly not more helpful than the rock. When you put faith in an object, when you put, when you think that having some kind of magical object is somehow going to save you, God says, no, that's not going to work. You need to have faith in me. Thank you so much for studying this together with me today. Looking forward to finishing chapter 4 and the next podcast and, of course, the rest of the book of Samuel.